You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. Pastor Troy, you're on the dock right now, and we are excited to be here. We've got an incredible show for you today. Man, I'm going to just tell you right now, before we got the show launched, the devil tried to come in this studio. I mean, we have devils around Community Faith Church. We have our intercessors just slay them left and right. We send them out and hang them up out there. We, we found out that, you know, you can skin those things, and, and, and the, the pelts bring a, bring a sum. But, but you know, we have our devils under control here, but Brent and Kara, they're, they're filled with the Spirit. They are here from West Frankfurt. I'll introduce them properly, man, but when they came in here, they rolled in with some of the West Frankfurt devils. So our <laughs> intercessors are going to have to get on it in here. So we've had every kind of devil attack my computer today. But here at On the Dock, let me get this right. We're about conversations to propel you, your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. We want to, people today, listen, you're going to explode when you hear what these people have to say. We're going to have a multi-part series. It's going to be incredible. Let me tell you all about it. But let me tell you, the fact that we're being attacked like this, it's going to be worth you dialing into. So get ready. You're going to get propelled deep in this series. So by the way, just check us out. You can find On the Dock at YouTube. That's our partner. Just go find the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. It is already up. And you can go to iTunes and Spotify. We have channels as well there. And our other partners that we are broadcasting on is Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku. Roku, you go to Roku, download the SermonNet app and look up the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. And then Rumble and SermonNet app. Download that app. Great app. We're also available on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. We would love to hear your comments. Remember, always nice comments and supportive comments. This is the kind of show that we hang out and drink a cup of coffee, hot tea, whatever we got on the dock or what we can stick in a crown brew glass. We drink it here. <laughs> All right. And once you find those sites, please check it out and hit subscribe, like, notify, and share those comments. Make sure you get subscribed to so every Tuesday and Thursday when our podcasts come out, you will be alert and aware of what's happening on the dock. We want you to be a part of it. And you can always be a part of it by becoming a partner with us through Patreon. Download the app. Become an On the Dock with Pastor Troy partner. We would love to have you. And you can be a partner or a sponsor. Check that out. You could even get one of these fancy coffee mugs that we have here. There we go. See that fancy coffee mug? You could have one of these bad boys. And uh, just find out how to do that at Patreon site as well. And you can always find all of our platforms, find Patreon, find more out about us by going to our own website, onthedock.org. We also have an embedded player right there. You can watch it right there as well. If you have any questions, can't figure things out like I can't today, you can email us at info at onthedoc.org. We have incredible show for you coming up. We're going to be talking about Life Source Church. Right now it's in West Frankfurt. I've seen this church born as a baby born. Yeah. And, and Beth and I are excited because Mother Beth's in the studio with me today. Let me let me get a picture. Mother, Be Mother Beth, we've got a chance to plant two churches of our own. 
We've coached many churches, and, and over the years, off and on, we've seen 120 churches planted in Africa that we've been a part of. We've seen at least five campuses and now 26 pastors planting churches in Thailand. And I'm excited about all that, but I honestly... I've never been more excited about two people doing church plants for me to get to watch and be a part of and see you guys grow than, than the people we have in the studio today. And let me just introduce them from Life Source Church Series. That is uh, Pastor Brent and Mother Kara Piles. Mother Kara, we're going to call you Mother Kara some today. Get used to that. Uh, that is the African term of endearment for a pastor's wife. So it's Mother Beth. And in that term, if you're a, a leader, if you're a tribal leader, uh, a mother of a pastor, mother of the country, even the when they had a female president, was Ma Ellen. Uh, it's, it's Mother Care, so it's a term of respect and dear love. And so Beth picked that up in Liberia, came back here, and every church since has called her Mother Beth. It just goes real well. She runs all around in Liberia, and they go, Mother Beth, Mother Beth. You know, and so they still they write to her every morning, don't they? People are about one in the, about three in the morning is eight o'clock there. Her phone lights up. Everybody oh, wow. wants to speak to Mother Beth. So we've got Mother Kara Piles, Pastor Brent. Piles, they are the dynamic duo of Life Source Church. You guys, welcome to On the Dock. Welcome, guys. Absolutely. Glad to be Absolutely. here. Good good to have you guys oh, yeah. in the Thank studio. You. Brent, just tell me a little bit. I mean, gosh, I know everything, but these people don't know anything. They're on the dock with us. On the Dock is all about getting people on the dock, having conversations with them that will encourage them and show them how to propel their faith. You guys have started this church from scratch, and it, this should encourage anybody. They can take on any kind of ministry, get out there and do amazing things. We've got this beautiful 100-year-old cottonwood tree sitting in the middle. It's wood like you'd find on a, on a dock. Yeah, you know, down the river bottoms. Mm -hmm. We're going to sit across here and we're going to have some conversation. And I got a feeling when we're done, people are going to see that they could get involved in meaningful ministry, whether it's in their local church or whether they're up in your area, just come and get involved with your church. They're going to find out they can do extraordinary things because you guys have done extraordinary things. It's going to build our faith today. And uh, we're excited about having you here. So Brent, tell me just a little bit. Uh, we've been working with you guys since the beginning. We've seen you guys. You guys reach a, a group of people, a ministry group, that I mean, I have a few people from the other side of the tracks, you know, and I'm not defining who's on the on which side of the track. Right. There's like 20 sides of the tracks. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But you have a church that built itself on the other side of the track. I go across the track in West Frankfurt, yes. and then I'm there. And and not only that, you do an incredible work with a very very eclectic congregation. So tell us about you first of all. Tell us about your family and your background, and we'll get into that that unique church of yours. Tell us a little bit about you guys. Well, of course, this is my beautiful, beautiful wife, uh, Kara. Um, we've been married going on 15 years. Um, wow. We've got two kids, Brockton. He's uh, 14, just turned 14. And I got a daughter named Lakeland, and she just turned nine. Um, three dogs. <laughs> just, uh, and, yeah, so that's, that's, that's who we are, um, just doing what we love, man. We, we, we're a ministry family. We're not a individual in this world. How many world. years have you been in ministry? How, how long have you been doing this? Um, well, with Life Source, almost eight years. Uh, but I've been I've been active in ministry since I was eighteen, and I'm 35 now. So, wow, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good length of ministry. Yeah. Carrot, tell us a little bit about yourself and how, how you're involved. And and to be honest with you, how in the world did you get roped into being the mother of a church? <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, I knocked Beth over the head, and she just woke up here. So that's I thought I that's mean, what we all did. Shanghai, it works. It's the safest way to do it. It does. Yeah, it's like it's like Mr. T. You get him on the plane with a little sedation. I right. pity the fool. Right. It, right. 
he probably wished he could have done it. It would have been easier than the way it happened. But uh, I've actually been in ministry my entire life. I've been oh my. a PK daughter my entire You're life. You're a PK? Oh, yes. Lord. And Lord, it is true what they say. Lord have mercy. He must have shanghaied her. This is going to be a tough story. All you people out there, she's going to tell you the God's honest truth. She's not hating on you or anything. When you're a PK, you see everything. And to get stuck back in this as a mother of the church, a mother of preaching, I mean, I don't know what she's fixing to say, but, you know, if you've got kids in the car, cover their ears. In the name of Jesus, cover their ears, because she's going to tell you the truth. But the fact that she's still with this man means grace and mercy prevail. So go ahead and tell us the story. All right. Well, um, so I... (laughs) So I was raised as a PK, and I had one of the greatest examples. My mom is the sweetest, most precious lady, and uh, she was the greatest example as a pastor's wife for me. Um, Now, when I married Brent, that wasn't... The, the whole thing was not to start a church. You thought you were out of this. Yes. Yeah, you thought you were out of this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, always I said, and I don't mean any disrespect. That's okay. I, no, no, no. I always said because I was a PK, I never wanted to marry a pastor. Of course you did. I would not have wanted to either. Always said that because yeah. you see the back, you see behind the scenes, you yeah. know. And I said I never wanted to deal with that. Didn't want to do any of that. And um, so when he, we decided to do Life Source, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I kind of fought it a little bit. I thought it was his calling, not mine. I was not supposed to be a preacher's wife or a pastor's wife. That's not what I was supposed to do. And uh, so it. You should have never said never. I know. That's a, right. That was your mistake. You should have right. said, well, I'm glad to do that. If I, I'd be glad to do that. He'd have been right. Lord like, nah, you ain't going to do that, Gary. I'll make you do something else. Right. You know, know, right? It was the never that got you. It was. It was. Thank you. So, <laughs> people, people, don't come up to your preacher. Don't come up to your Don't come up to us and tell us you're never going to do something. Right. We don't want to make you do it, but the Holy Spirit takes notes of mm-hmm. your stubbornness. Oh, yeah. Yes. It does. It oh, does. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I fought that for so long, it was... It, it was kind of silly for me. Don't ever fight the calling that God has on your life. I will say that because it just, it limited me in some areas. Yeah. But um, when he started Life Source, it took a few years of me to accept that that was my mm. calling. So you I, fought I, him. I fought, yeah, I did. did you, okay, here's a question. Turn, yes. turn your mic a little more square to you there because like, it's getting a lot of, yeah, there, you go, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Now, did, did, when you fought him, well, we're just going to be honest because Mother Beth's at the table. She'll speak up here in a minute until she'll spill her beans. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, when you fought him those first couple of years, did you go to church while, while he was doing it? Oh, yeah. And put the smile on like your mama taught you? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. Yes. That's a well, preacher's mama. I will say this. I didn't fight him. Oh. I fought the calling. Yeah. So I still went So you to decided church. to fight the Lord? I would have beat him. Isn't that silly? You'd have been a lot smarter to fight him. I mean, I mean, you decided to fight the man I himself. I know. Right? Right. No, that was yeah. silly. I know. Uh, I mean, never do that. No. But no, I didn't fight him. I supported him wholeheartedly. You're a good I, he, woman. He's, he's a... He's a good, amazing pastor, and he I knew that was his calling. I just didn't think it was mine. My wife didn't talk to me for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, three years, I mean, yeah, I did that. So, so what but, softened your heart after three years? I think there was just, I was in prayer one day, and, well, I mean, I always pray, don't get me wrong, but I was just in prayer one day, and I thought, why, why, in the, why am I fighting this? Yeah. So I thought... Well, let's let me stop fighting it and start a different approach. <laughs> and once I did that 
and turned my whole mindset and just accepted it instead of pushing against right. it, it I, it felt like everything just kind of fell into place. Yes, you know, the whole time you had your head outside the yoke trying to pull the plow with him, <laughs> doesn't work. You put your head up under that yoke, the yoke gets a little easier because right. Christ is pulling with you. Yes. So you know what, though? It, it was almost like it was it was actually through a, a trial that we went through mm-hmm. yeah. because our like our home itself, uh, came under attack mm-hmm. and it caused her and I to have to really bind together and pray like we never prayed before. Right. We got away for a couple of days and really just soul searched and talked and, you know, just basically put everything on the table. Mm-hmm. I, I think that actually was it the was. moment. And, and we were at Giant it City was. Lodge yeah. in Carbondale because that's yeah. where we went to just get away. It wasn't real far, but it was just no. enough to kind of break out of the atmosphere. Enough that people couldn't find you. They, they didn't know where you were. That's what, you know what I mean. One, One person knew where we were. And, and that's so, who was watching the kids. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but it was through that I think, man, everything turned because we had like an all night conversation, talked, and Mm -hmm. yeah, the Lord really. I think that's where He really birthed that powerfully in you. Well, that's good. Praise the Lord. Well, you came alongside Him now. You're pulling together, man. That makes that makes everything make makes me a lot happier to know that you survived because the the Lord didn't take you out. No. So I love the fact that you were going to try to come at the Lord a different way. You were going to you were going to try to psychoanalyze the Lord. I like that, dude. You, d- dude, I'll, when, su- when, yeah, I'll yeah. support him. Just don't expect me to do it. That's right. That's right. I've heard you that. Should tell us how you guys met. Oh yeah, we want we want to hear. How did you guys? Mm. How did you, oh. how you and Brent met. Oh, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say our that was much more romantic. You, you guys tell us first how you met. Yes. Yeah, we want to hear okay. how you met first. Oh, you church first oh. off, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. we were all gr- oh. we grew up in church. Being a PK, that's the only way to find her. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was, right. Well, it was. She yeah. folded the bulletin and had to do something. Dad had her doing some some work. Right. I, well, I, he I, he fought hard to be able to tell this, so I'll let him tell. No, it. I haven't fought hard. <laughs> I mean, but I, I've known you since I was probably five. Yeah. And her dad didn't like you, huh? Well, oh, she no, did. Oh, <laughs> dad like so that bothered you right off the bat, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I, I asked her out when I was nine. Yeah. Whoa. And she was 10. And she said no because she was afraid everybody would make fun of her if she went out with me. And that wow. scarred me. <laughs> that scarred you. Well, oh, well yeah. actually, it put some drive in me because I chased her from the time I was 10 to 20. Wow. wow. What a he pursuer. Did. He's got a pursuit mode. Oh, I got it. I, I even told her. I said, I don't care who you date or even who you get engaged to, but you're marrying me. I'm coming da- I'm coming after you. I told you her all like, the time. You got to respect that. <laughs> right. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. How we met. Gosh. How did we meet, Brent? I can. I, I actually remember the day you came in. You do shop. really? Actually, yep. I don't remember that day. I remember the day Let's you came to the barbershop. You I'm came nervous in. Now. You came in, and uh, you, I, I, you were just new pastoring yeah. here, and uh, you were you were getting to know people, getting to know sure. the area. You brought in a picture to me, and you said, "This is how I want my haircut." Can you do it? And can you do it? Yeah, I would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> can you get it done? Because I had a really good barber where I was before. I had I, we were we were coming down and guy guy cut my hair and not everybody could cut flat tops. I've been wow. tortured places. Yeah. I've been places and get my hair cut and then oh my gosh, you know I'd be in Texas doing something and my hair be bad. I'd come back home and apologize to you know how I come back to you. I come back to you. I get cut real short before I go on trips and yeah. and then come back or, or they mess it up. And you got to fix it. It's hard <laughs> to fix a flat top and you look terrible when your head's crooked like an eraser blade. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so so that's how I did. I asked you, and what'd you say? No problem. Yep. I jumped in the chair and I liked <laughs> it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, gosh, we've been hanging out a long time. It's been years. Gosh, and and it's in that time that I bet you began to talk about moving out on your own and getting your own yep. and 
going into your own ministry and stuff, and I just got to watch you from the beginning. And so mm-hmm. I, I guess somewhere in there I volunteered the fact that we both planted churches and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And you were smart enough not to do it after I told you how tough it was. Oh, yeah. You told me. And then you went over to the other side of the track and st- done it, did a church that we wouldn't have enough guts to try to do. It's just amazing. No, no because you reach people that are very difficult to reach. And we have people that are difficult to reach in our church, but but you've a specialist at it. I mean, you really do. You have a real good there. So tell me a little bit. Uh, first of all, Life Source Church. Let, let, let me let me bring that up here real quick. I, I've got a good graphic here. Um, uh, I got a great graphic for that here. Um, I got your your graphic up here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, tell us about your church meets on Sundays. Was it eleven thirty? Yep. You've got. Do you have coffee or something beforehand? Are y'all yeah, doing that? we have a cafe that's open from nine to eleven. Yeah, I just want to get that out. So you're in. You're in West Frankfort. You're located at eleven o ten eleven ten eleven East. What is that? East Sixth Street yep. in West Frankfort. So eleven thirty service. They've got a contact number. You can check the slide out. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, they, you got a Thursday. Yep. You, what's weird is you do Thursday. So Beth and I, I was dogging you last night. I said, yeah, they could do that. She said, won't they have church tonight? I said, no, they don't do it. They got that weird Thursday thing going on. You know, you know, nobody does that. And then Beth says, we did. So she, so she reminded me, she came out of Christian Fellowship in DeCoin, and you guys started your church when? Oh, I, I was in junior high, sixth grade, I don't know, in a living room. Uh, we were in a living room. And we would have it on Thursday night so that people could go to the regular church on Wednesday and come That's to Bible it. study on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. So, 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 so she, her church that she came out of started on Thursday. I said, oh, okay. Then, then they're not the only weirdos. You're weird, too. We're all weird. So, you're, you're, well, you all three. I'm not. Yep. I'm not. I'm normal. <laughs> At least for now. But, but So you got Thursday night, 7 o'clock. That's right. great. You can ch- come check them out. I mean, gosh, uh, do you always do a meal? Are you doing a meal right now? You're back, yep. you're back doing a meal at 5 o'clock? That's good. So, hey, there's you. Hey, if you're in West Frankfurt, how's the meal work? Hey, you want to know how we started that? Yeah, I want to hear. So when we first started Life Source and we were inviting people to come and do an outreach, um, biggest excuse I think we ever had oh, yeah. was I can't. I I, I got to have dinner or yeah. something like that yeah. because yeah. you know I got yeah. I go home from work and then dinner. I, I can't come tonight because you know I need to take care of my family. Well, no, you don't because we're serving a meal. Just bring your family with you and we'll feed you. Well, that does solve so, it. So you, if you're in the West Frankfurt region, you have no excuse not to go live source on Thursday night. You, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say I had to do my laundry, but they'll get them a laundry. Don't make them get a laundry <laughs> machine. We will. You, they will. They will we get will. a laundry. They got enough room. But you can go there and get you a meal. At what, what what do you typically have? Five to six. What kind of food do you got? Oh, it's a full meal. It's, it's a full a meal. meal. They're gonna get a hot meal. It, it, well, the kitchen's called the Soul Kitchen. Oh, I like and that. It's soul food. Right. So uh, everything so come is out. very great. Yeah, yeah come great. come out, get a meal, uh, check out church at seven o'clock there on Thursdays, uh, Sundays ten eleven thirty. And hey, they've got a great Facebook page. The Facebook page is Life Source of West Frankfurt. I looked at it last night; looked really good. So check that out, and we'll talk more about that. That'll be in the show notes. Don will have that down where you can see it. So I want you to get the details on their church stuff here. But really, what I want you to look at here, guys, is is tell me a little bit. Let's get a little background on how Life Source, the history of Life Source, kind of the background of it and how you got it started and where it's come and, and where you are today. Give us a little bit of over, overview. Well, we, we actually officially launched uh, 2014, January. Um, we, we had tried to start it before that, I think around fall of 2013, mm-hmm. um, but I went through a loss with my mother, and so that kind of backed everything up just a little bit. So it took us a few months to kind of heal from that, get our minds wrapped to everything. So we, we officially launched, but we did the same thing, Mother Beth. We started in our living room. 
uh, we were actually serving in a church. We were uh, the associate pastors there because we've been in ministry for years. And so we were serving there, but we knew God was calling us to start this church right. because it, it wasn't because we weren't happy where we were or, or because we couldn't do what we wanted to do. There's just that God put a very just unique vision. Absolutely. And I, I see I see that from you, man. Yeah. yeah and anytime we try to talk to people about it, we always got told how it wouldn't work or, or I why. Told, I would have told you it wouldn't work. <laughs> right. Well, I would have told somebody. I probably did several times. <laughs> You probably no did. no no. I, it, but that's because God called you to it. When right. God calls you right. to it, I mean, you part the waters when God tells you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, and that's the thing. God did call us to a place where we had to reach up to grab it. It was not anywhere near our comfort, but mm-hmm. um, that was kind of the whole vision. The vision was to uh, to get to a place um, where we actually started to bring restoration to our city because we're both pretty well raised in West Frankfort, and so we knew the we knew the background. We knew the, the kind of the whole you know issues that we had in our city and and every, and every I know every city's got its own issues but West Frankfort Franklin, Franklin County's got it's known for poverty it's known for addiction it's known for depression anxiety you know um, man we've had so many people from our own graduating class that's committed suicide so, you know, we, we had determined, man, God put this in our heart to, to build this church. We had determined not to just be another church, to not just be another church on the corner, not to be a professional, pretty museum of saints. But, I mean, we had determined that we were going to go and reach people that, you know, are they're all nine flavors of dysfunction. And we knew <laughs> that going in. So God already began to prepare us for that. God already began to, you know, put that in us. So that's kind of what our whole vision was starting this. So, I mean, we, we launched in our living room and packed our living room out. Then we started borrowing buildings, basements of buildings. Yeah. Um, and then God finally allowed us to get a little storefront that we were in for about six months. And, and, and then we moved into an actual church building. And then we moved into the building we're in now, which is a gargantuan school. It's no great school. Yeah. Yeah. It's all great school. It's just great. It's just great. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, your story is amazing, and 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 we'll we'll come back in maybe one of the later episodes and talk a little deeper about it. Because, but you know, if you're called to do something, then then God will equip you and give you the patience and the temperament and and the ability to do it. Right. It doesn't matter where where He calls you or what others really say. I mean, I I, I was never critical of you starting a church. It's just like before I would do what you did. I would go back again to the backside of Liberia, to the darkest tribal area, or to the back, the top part of Asia, Thailand, close to up near Cambodia in the Vietnam area. I would be more comfortable going up there and planting more churches like we do. Right. And, and most people think I'm crazy for going, like you know, halfway around the world, up into the Vietnam Cambodian border to try to start churches, or deep into a tribe of Africa, you know, to do that like we've done. But I would much rather do that again than do what you did. <laughs> To be honest with you, right. I mean, but but that's what God called me to do. Right. And if God calls you to do it, He'll equip you to do it. And, right. and the gates of hell won't prevail against you. That's right. If you're doing it, and that's why I can't be you and you can't be me. And that's what's what I love about the partnership here at Community Faith Church. I absolutely consider Life Source our sister church. I mean, I mean, anything you guys you know, it's we, yeah. it's yours right. because. There's no competition here. Right. There's two calls here. We're just wanting to slay the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> so, so I, you know, you guys are doing amazing work. Tell me about, add, go, go a little deeper. What is the mission and the vi- mission? Let me define mission. Mission is where you're trying to go. It's the mission is to, for our church community faith, where I pastor, uh, the mission is to be a community of faith. 
Right. The, the vision to get there is by growing people into growing faithful followers of Christ, growing them in. You know, we have core values of prayer, prayer, uh, prayer, uh, not prayer, uh, outreach, evangelism, worship, and discipleship. So, so our our goal is to be that community of authentic faith. We get there by growing disciples. What What is your destination mission? And the verb, the vision is the verb to get there. What is your mission and vision? What do you What are, What are you looking to do? Our mission is to, well, which our, our official mission statement from the very beginning was to be the body of Christ so effectively that in our absence, our city would grieve. Mm. And, and I feel like, because what God put in my spirit from the very beginning was, if tomorrow we just said, I'm done with Life Source, we're shutting everything down, we're canceling everything, if our city didn't notice that we were gone, then we failed. Right. Like, wow. and that's the crazy thing is churches do close, you know, ministries do close. And do people notice that? Do, do, were they effective and impactful enough that like the city, like, no, we actually need you here. Get back that, in that's here. That's a really, that's, that, great. that's a great, and I'll tell you what I like about it. There's two images that come to my mind. I think it's, mm-hmm. one is the left behind, the whole concept of that. Someday, life source is going to disappear. Yeah. Right. And, and everybody's going to be left and go, man, they were right. We miss them. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? No, right. Really. I mean, the Lord's going to come. Those are going to be called up. And then people are going to be like, whoa, you know, we should have been on board. You know, right. we should have paid better attention. The other thing is COVID has been a time where many churches shut down, lost all influence. How were you able to maintain that ministry of being connected to your city without letting it grieve through COVID? Because that could have been one of those times. Right. Actually, you know what God did for us, and it was all God. We take no credit for it. But what God did through us is he allowed us to meet needs. And, and that's what we had determined from the very beginning of the pandemic was this is not our time to take a break. Right. This is the time yeah. the church should actually be more loud, yes. more present, more effective right. than absolutely ever before. Right. So this is not our time to put our feet up on the couch and yeah. be like, all right, we're going to watch TV while we eat scrambled eggs. Like, no, we are yeah. going to actually get busier. And I, I told our team that, told our church that this is going to actually be a very tough work because we've got to absolutely shine right now because right. I think that it was a dark period, man. It was a yeah. very dark pandemic and the church should have been shining brighter than ever. Yes. And we partnered with St. Louis food bank. We partnered with different local charities, mm-hmm. uh, even with our own charity. And we just started serving food and we started yeah. helping people with supplies That's great. and it became a weekly thing. So, so you were able to stay connected. We're going to, we're going to dive a hundred percent into COVID leadership in mm-hmm. the next two, couple episodes. So we'll go deeper into that. Sure. But, but I think you're absolutely, Right, yes, I think relevant. When you, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the so, so vision. How how are you going to get to this level of, of 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 a connection with the community that would cause a grief without you? So the vision is how you, your your execution plan. Yes. Yeah, so our our vision to get to there is obviously from the very beginning we had to we had to know what the issues in our city were. We're, we're just trying to figure out what are the issues, what is the church responsible for, because I think we sometimes forget that the church is actually responsible for things that our government has, I believe, has had to come in behind us and take care of yes. because churches aren't doing it. Right. And so, you know, taking care of widows, taking care of orphans, feeding the hungry, taking mm-hmm. care of all, you know, the poor, that's that's the responsibility of the church. Yeah, it is. So we really looked at what are the needs of our city, what's the needs of our county. And so we want to meet those needs. I don't want people coming to us because there's still a thing where people always go to the church. Right. They always do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we have people come to us weekly. Hey, we need help with this. We need help with that. So people people know that the church is where you're supposed to go to. It's just they keep getting turned away. Right. And because that's the church, a tragedy. Because the church, the, most churches are operating as social clubs. Yes. You're not in the club. You're not one of us. 
frankly, we're a poor club. We don't have anything to give you anyway. <laughs> right. And by the way, we already send $100 off to our denominational program. Right. Who is really maintaining some other bureaucrats that aren't doing anything. <laughs> or one missionary in an irrelevant country. We just got something started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. But that is, that's, that's the honest true, truth. Though. That is, is so true. true. The church is responsible for the things we've abdicated, is what you're saying. Yes. Many, you're wanting to figure out what those issues are. And yeah. I think that's brilliant because I, I, I think we can dig into that much deeper in a little bit. But but because I'm with you, We're, we we totally agree. We think yes. so much. We have put. We are giving the government our lives right now. We're mad at the government about not providing this and that. And frankly, the community of faith should be doing that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The, the, the church should be our life source. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and we've we've turned to all the government. And no, whether your government's good or bad, your king's good or bad, then everything's going to rise and fall on that. Right. Yeah. And it shouldn't. No. It should rise and fall on the Son of God. Right. And the Son of God said that we are to have abundant life and to have it and, and to More have that abundantly, more yeah. abundantly. So that's so good. We're going to dig deeper into that because. Okay. When you see me marketing this notebook, that means we're coming back to it <laughs> right. in a special episode. Right. So we, we got a roundtable discussion. We get deep because that's a really, really – I've never heard anybody – I've been around a lot of church planners. I wrote my, my doctorate's in church development and planning, and we did a study called Genesis Churches where we studied – I probably studied 200 new church starts across the country back in 2000. I didn't have anybody say that they were looking at the top to build their vision to get there by what are the inf- what are the issues and how they could transform their community, transform the people in the church to be transformative to the community by looking at the things that they could be responsible for. That, right. that's, a, that's a bold statement. And that would fit so well with your mission statement that if you were out of there, there would be an instant a, a need not felt. Right. Yeah. Really cool. One of the coolest things I've ever seen, and it really fits what you guys are doing. Yeah. So almost everybody you guys deal with, you've got, I mean, every person you're dealing with, all of us deal with transformation projects. It doesn't matter who, right. they, who you get. But but some, I mean, sometimes you get somebody and, and they're they're there, and somebody when you get, and they've got addiction or substance abuse or their, their spouse or whatever's heavily, you've got to just sometimes, just to get them on level ground, you got to fill in a lot of holes. Right. I mean, it's not like you just come in and building somebody's faith. You got to go down there in the mire and get the alligators out and get rid of the snakes and pull them up out of the water and get them just coherent. And then you can start building some foundation. Right. So you've got some real work to do in, in what you do. Oh, yeah. I do find, though, we find more and more that that's true everywhere we go now. It doesn't matter. Rich, poor, drug, drug-free, drug white, black, polka-dotted, it doesn't matter. We have a lot of troubled people today. There's a lot of baggage in people's oh, lives. Oh, yeah. 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 Let, let me ask you a couple more questions. We've got a few more minutes in this episode, uh, and we're going to have so much more. It's going to get great, I can tell you. But this is to both of you guys. Just just give me just the short ones here because we'll get deeper into this. What are the What's the greatest blessing you've kind of seen so far in your your eight years as as part of life source so what's one of those big blessings you want to start babe (laughs) (laughs) yeah she threw it back to him yeah she did sometimes we do that here hot potato potato. (laughs) okay i'm gonna give you two questions so you can both be thinking what is the greatest blessing maybe one of the top blessings and then what is what what is one of those the biggest challenges that's tried to come along and block that mission and vision what is some big devil that's just jumped up in the road on you and kind of said hey you're not coming in here like like a goliath what's been a goliath you've had to face over these eight years i'm sure you've had many but just give us give us an example of something a challenge out there because i think people need to hear ministry is not easy ministry has daily devils daily challenges and you you get to eight years because you had to slay a lot of them along the way and every day they walk out another one you know so just give an example of something you've taken on and also a blessing that you've seen. And, and that, I think that would really help people kind of get a feel for what you guys go through and what's your challenge. We'll probably agree on this, but I think probably the biggest challenge is, um, 
our, I, I feel like our area is just plagued uh, with dishonor. And uh, I think that's just one of the, it's probably everywhere, I'm sure, but it's, it's just one of the governing spirits that I believe is over Southern Illinois. And I, mm -hmm. I know a lot of great men and women of God that don't even want to come back to Southern Illinois because of how dishonoring this whole area is. Mm -hmm. So I think what we have found to be a challenge is to continue to love people and trust people and open yourself up to people when you have fed them, loved them, clothed them, made sure their kids were taken care of, bailed them out of jail, sat in court dates with them, sat at yeah. bedsides with them, for them to stab you in the back, go yeah. around behind you, talk oh, they'll about light you. you. They'll light you up. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think that's probably been one of the biggest challenges because it's it's like, you know this is what you're called to do, but it's like you're, it's almost like Paul. Like, I, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, but I'm probably going to die. Yeah. yeah. But and let, that's what it feels but let like. But let, yeah. let, me, let me make you feel real good about something. It, that, that happens exact same way both sides of the track. I believe that. So it's not a track site. It, it's just yes. humans are nasty. And, and the old man, when the old man appears, he, yes. he, he's debilitating. Oh, yeah. And, you can live through it, and you can, and you want to love and trust people. You want to be a shepherd, and the sheep have that relationship. And and and, and when that's violated, it's very difficult. My biggest moments, my, my most painful moments, are those betrayal moments when yeah. you oh, yeah. when you've defended, you fought to your, and you've turned your back on them to defend them, and you you catch a knife. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know. Yeah. You know, I it, that is the toughest moment in pastoral ministry. We've been in ministry. 33, 34 years now. It doesn't get easier. No. It actually gets worse. <laughs> you, and the key is not to get jaded. Right. But you are going to get a little more jaded. You're going to be a little more skeptical. Yeah. That's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a reality. Right. But the thing is, most of the people we went in ministry with, most are out. Oh, most yeah. of my seminary guys, most of the guys I started with are gone. They've been gone 10, 15, 20 years. Right. My, my, the best leaders I went to seminary with, like my, my friend Shane Bishop, Mark Jordan, three or four of us that were all dialed in, filled with the Spirit. We were on track. We have a personal quiet time with God. We have a relationship with each other. We have a good spiritual uh, mentor in our lives. Right. We have been able to maintain. But that's by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I think what's been hard for us is balancing out the personal and the spiritual. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because we would allow ourselves to get really close to certain people. Right. And then, and then they, like oh, you yeah. said, you turn your back. One third. Look, yeah. look, we've started multiple churches. We know where you're at. Mm -hmm. This is a fact. This is a fact. I wrote this in my book, Making a Church from Scratch. One third of the people you start that church with will stab you in the back within the first three years and they'll be gone. They don't mean to. They don't. They right. can't help it. Right. They just get excited about a new thing. They come on the new thing. They get on the raft, and they're going down the boat with you, Brent. And as the vision gets defined, and you begin to put structure right. on it, they begin to buck structure because they're all idea people, and mm -hmm. it's not where they were, and they're they're jumpers. And right. so you start changing. You don't really change. You start maturing, and next thing you know is they go, "Well, that's not what I wanted. It's not the control, or it gets like this." And they look out and they see a new shiny toy, and they go, "Ball." Yeah. <laughs> and they right. jump on you and as they jump it would be okay if they just jumped but right. they jump as they jump they stab everything and deflate every ball you have right, right. and you've put a lot of time into them yes. we had people we did that too same thing one third of your people are fruits one third are flakes and one third are nuts nuts are high sources of protein they get the work done they're good fruit is the fiber of the church they're just solid but one third of the people you get in your church will be flakes they'll flake here they'll flake there right yeah. and, and it hurts because you put the same time in all of them yes and it looked like they they loved you like a leader and you were really just a cult leader right. and they went on to a new cult 
<laughs> because they're not into the work of the Lord itself. Right. They're into what they want to do or what they're into at the moment, and that can, that can be that. Uh, yeah. That is true across the board, but it's the most painful thing I think we do. Yes. And one thing that we've learned to do <laughs> is to weed it out. We've learned to fast and we've learned to pray about specific things yeah. and we don't have to ask it to leave. It leaves on its own. <laughs> and yeah. then, so you just pray and fast. And, yes. And, yeah, and then, and then when that happens, it leaves on its own. And then I just, it's so funny. I had a, a friend of mine that, that came to, um, used to come to church couple few years ago and um she's in the middle of doing some personal stuff with her family now but she came back for the first time on sunday and she called me after well on monday she called me and was talking about how proud of us she was because not that our church wasn't spiritual then but she loved how how much our church had grown right. spiritually, and I explained to her. I said the reason why it's done that is because we've done Mary challenges, we've fasted, we've prayed, and we've done all kinds of things to get that junk out so right. that we can grow spiritually. And you're always going to be going through those cycles of growth and stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think well, I think let, let me close with this, and we'll get in this a little bit deeper in the second episode. You guys are not going to want to miss that. But uh, listen, one thing that my mentor taught me, Fred Bishop, he says, when the fruits fruits ripe, it'll drop in your hand. And so I, I've always followed off that, you know, we started talking about this podcast back in, I, I started talking to the Lord last December, by the time I talked to Lucas and Ben about it, and they said, man, it's a good idea, we went on a retreat, everything just moved, you know, at, at, at the right pace. I thought we'd be in this back in May, but everything, but we're so much farther along than I thought we'd ever be. And when the fruit dried, it drops, and you just pray and you fast and do all that. I've never thought about reversing that, though. I've always just prayed when ministry needs to happen or somebody needs to do this. I've never thought about also praying and fasting when somebody needs to drop out. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this fruit needs to leave, you know, or needs right. to go. So, so I think you're really adding something there that, that as, what we need to do is stay dialed in. We need to have that time with God, be praying and fasting for the right ministry team. Uh, uh, Jim, not, not Jim Putman, but uh, from good to great, he says, you got to get the right people on the bus, right people off the, out of the bus. You know, it, sometimes you got to get people out of one seat into the other right. seat, right. get them moved around. All that, I think, is accomplished best exactly what you're saying about prayer and fasting. Right. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to wrap up this episode. We're going to come back with some great stuff in the next one. Uh, so, guys, I mean, thank you guys so much for the first round. And I, I know people are going to get excited and thrilled to get deeper into this. So I just want to say, guys, we'll be back in part two with uh, we're going to talk deeper about COVID, guys, pastoring trends and changes with COVID-19. It's really changes. And I think uh, uh, Pastor Brent and Mother Care will give us an incredible insight there to how they've ridden through that in the season ahead. So we're sure glad you guys have been here with us on this first episode. It was awesome. Was it okay, Care? Is okay? Absolutely. Even with, oh, we got off to a rough start. I can see why the devil did not want us in here because we're going to give people some good stuff. So if you're out there, we want you to join us at onthedoc.org. You can email us at info at onthedoc.org and please get out and find us. Obviously, you found us if you're watching this, but we have other platforms, YouTube, I YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Go find us on Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we'd love to hear your comments on this show. Send your comments in. Remember, always be nice or we'll delete you. We will do it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. We want this to be an uplifting show and a positive show. So do that. When you find us on those platforms, hit subscribe, like, notify. Please share these comments. Share this show out with other people through your social media because we want to help lift people up and get them out into the deep. And by the way, don't forget to become one of our Patreon partners or supporters. Go to Patreon, download the app, find On the Dock with Pastor Troy, we would love to have you. And you can always go find that app and the link to all those things at onthedock.org. And if you don't have a church home we, and you live in the Marion area, we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church. Sunday's at 10 o'clock, Wednesday's 6.30. We have a presence online virtually at coftv.com. You can watch our player there or watch us on Facebook 
our YouTube with cha channels under our name, and we never promote ourselves and not our friends. You can also go to Life Source if you're up in the West Frankfurt region. Go to Life Source. You can go see them Sundays at 11:30, cafe from nine to 11. Go out and visit, have some fellowship. Also, come on out on Thursdays. No excuse, guys. No excuse, ladies. Thursdays seven o'clock, and they have a free meal five to six thirty. Beth and I'll have to start coming up on Thursday nights. That sounds good. <laughs> Find them at at, at, at 1011 East Sixth Street in West Frankfurt. Check them out at Facebook at Life Source of West Frankfurt. Check them out. Get involved. They would love to have you. Would you guys like to have them? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You can go come out there. It's a great church. You'll love it. So we're going to look forward to having you guys back very soon. We got another episode coming up at On the Dock. You do not want to miss it. We love you. See you soon. <laughs>